welcome to the 16th episode of dancing with riya show the title of today's episode is all about dance for all the beginners as well as all the beautiful awesome and great dancers out there hi my name is riya i am a science student aspiring for medical profession i choreograph classical western hip hop fusion and contemporary dance styles i am again back with the seventh part of dance can be defined as in this episode we'll talk about the theatrical elements in which we'll see about rhythm music set and design costume and stage sets in western theater dance and lastly drama so let's get started theatrical elements music design and drama have all played important roles in the evolution of dance and in many culture dance has actually been inseparable from these arts the greek word mosaic for example referring to music poetry and dance as one form reflected the integral relation between these three arts in classical greek drama In the early European ballets dance music drama and spectacle were equally inseparable even where dance is perceived as an independent art form most choreography is still accompanied by one or more of these elements choreographers generally regard them as integral parts of the works sound and visual effects for example can clarify the dramatic effect of a dance movement and can also help the spectator to perceive more fully its aesthetic qualities in a general way music design and drama also work together to heighten the experience of dance as something removed from everyday experience inspiring a special attention in the spectator The most important element of dance is music and it is rare for dance of any kind social theatrical or religious to develop without musical accompaniment the close relation between dance and music is based on the fact that both are organized around rhythmic pattern thus the rhythm of the accompanying music may be used to determine the rhythm of the dance to give it emphasis or to help the dancers maintain the same beat nearly all physical activity is done rhythmically as in the beating of the heart the flow of the breath and the actions of walking and running rhythm work activities such as digging sowing scrubbing or planting also tend to fall into a regular rhythm because that is the most efficient and economical way of working the muscles and piecing the effort when the rhythm is perfectly even a regular pattern of time and force is established each inhalation and exhalation of the breath and each stride or stroke of the saw taking the same amount of time and using the same amount of energy in dance too the setting up of regular efficient rhythms may also be important in allowing the dancer to continue dancing for a long time whether the dancer be a sufi darvish or a disco dancer individual dance movements also have a natural rhythm that determines the way in which they can be executed 
A high leap, for example, can take only a certain amount of time. The force of gravity preventing a very prolonged duration and the height of the leap precluding a very quick one. Thus, the rhythm or pattern of accents imposed on the leap can be neither very sharp nor very sustained. Even though choreographers are limited to those rhythms permitted by the various dance movements, they do not always use those that are most natural and efficient. It may be easier for a dancer to perform a section of runs and jumps at a moderate, evenly paced rhythm, but this may not produce the effect that the choreographer wants. Choreographers vary dance rhythms for many reasons, the most basic being the wish to create different qualities of movement, a slow, even rhythm, for example, to create softness and fluidity, or a fast, asymmetrical rhythm to make the movement attenuated or uneven. Wearing the qualities of movement may also have a dramatic function, rhythm, often determining whether a movement appears joyous, calm or anguished. Also choreographers following a musical score may manipulate the rhythms of the dance movements either to match or counterpoint those of the music. Rhythm is a vital element of all dances in all cultures, even in those African and Asian dances whose complex rhythms are often imperceptible to the Western observer. In these forms, the drummer may play a different rhythm with each hand, one setting the basic pulse and the other producing a pattern of sound to reflect the mood or meaning of the dance. The dancer too may set up one rhythm in the stamping of the feet while marking out another in the torso, arms or head, thus producing a highly varied and irregular pattern of sounds and musics. It is rare for dance not to follow any kind of rhythmic organization, just as poets who do not follow a strict meter still emphasize and manipulate the rhythms of language. Music Many of the terms used in reference to dance rhythm such as tempo, dynamics and beat are derived from music as most dances either set to music or accompanied by it. Particularly in cases where the choreographer sets to dance to a previously composed score, the music may determine both the length and structure of the work and even the exact phrasing of the movement. At its simplest, there may be an exact correspondence between the notes and the dance steps as in a basic waltz melody. On a more complex scale, as in the music visualization popular with such choreographers, dancers or groups of dancers are assigned to specific instruments and are choreographed in such a manner that they duplicate on stage the relationships among the instruments in the orchestra. Ballantyne was set to have translated music into spatial terms, manipulating the floor patterns and grouping of the dancers so that they corresponded 
to the appearance and development of particular chord sequences, rhythmic patterns, melodies, or sections of counterpoint. Nijinsky, on the other hand, in 1912, afternoon of a faun, used Claude Debussy's music purely for atmosphere, permitting it to set the mood rather than influence the organization of movements. Music can determine the style of dramatic quality of a dance. In fact, composers are often instructed to emphasize or clarify the drama already inherent in the choreography. In Western ballet, it is common for important characters to have their own musical themes expressing and identifying their personalities or for whole sections of music to be written in the style of a character dancing to them as in the sweet, tinkling music composed for the sugar plum fairy in the Nutcracker. In plotless dances, music and movement also reflect and reinforce each other as in Ashton's monotone, where the clear, uncluttered lines of the choreography reflect the limpidity of Eric Satie's music. Certain choreographers in the second half of the 20th century worked either without music or in such a way that music and dance remained wholly independent of each other. Morse Cunningham choreographed in silence so that while the music helped to determine the overall mood of the dance, it rarely affected the dance's phrasing and structure and often did not even last for the same length of time. Cunningham believed that too close a correspondence between dance and music would not really help the audience to perceive the two forms more clearly, but rather would have the opposite effect of each cancelling the other out. Other choreographers such as Jerome Robbins in Moves used complete silence even in performance so that the natural sounds of the dance movements formed the only accompaniment leaving the spectator to concentrate solely on the patterns and rhythms of the movement. Others have used natural or electronic sounds and even spoken words in an effort to separate dance from a close relationship with music while still providing it with some relationship to sound. It is likely that music accompanied dance from earliest times either through sounds such as stamping, clapping and singing that the dancers made themselves through percussion or through various wind instruments such as pipes or flutes. In modern Afro-Caribbean dances, it is possible to discern the effects that drumming and percussive sounding movements can have on dancing in maintaining the dancer's beat, providing accompaniment and intensifying the dancer's emotional power. A slow, heavy beat can create a mood of tension or expectancy, while a fast beat may build the dance to a joyous or dramatic climax. The rhythms of the drums reinforced by clapping and stamping can amplify the rhythms of the movements, the sway of the pelvis, the rippling of the spine, as well 
as set up a complex counterpoint with them to produce variations in tempo and phrasing. Clapping and stamping can also play an important role in producing the hypnotic effect necessary to certain ritual dances, uniting both spectators and dancers in a single world of sound and clearing their minds of everyday preoccupations. In the war and hunting dances of many tribes, sound is often used in an imitative way with the dancers uttering war, cries or animal sounds in order to further their transformation into warriors or the hunter's prey. In many Indian and Asian classical dances, stamping also plays an important role in maintaining the beat. Music too is very important and dances are accompanied by specific songs or musical compositions. In the Middle Eastern, the song or music establishes the mood or narrative situation of the dance which the performer then interprets through movement. In the Indian Bharatanatyam, the dancer is accompanied by a singer who marks the movements with a tiny pair of cymbals while singing out instructions to the dancer. Bells tied around the dancer's ankles also accompany the movements with their sound. Just as in Western theatre dance, the music accompanying these different dance forms is important both for its dramatic function, emphasizing moments of climax or different emotional states, and for its ability to increase the spectator's pleasure in and awareness of the movement. Social dance is nearly always accompanied by music which not only helps to keep the dancers in time with each other but also increases the power and excitement of the dance, encouraging the dancers to abandon themselves to their movements. Sometimes individual dances have developed in response to a new musical form as in jazz and rock and roll. But dance has also had an important influence on music as in the Renaissance when musicians were required to produce music to accompany the new dances that were developing. During the 20th century, a close relationship also existed between modern dance and contemporary music, often music of a highly experimental nature, but it is common for both contemporary ballet and modern dance to use a variety of musical forms. Modern dance may use early classical or non-western music while ballet may performed to popular music. Also, as mentioned above, the concept of musical accompaniment has been stretched to include any kind of natural sound, electronic score, spoken text or even silence. Set and Design Just as music can enhance the mood of a dance and influence the way in which the spectator interprets its dramatic content, so visual elements such as costume, makeup, masks, props, lighting, and stage sets may also amplify certain qualities of dance movement. The 
particles set and design are vital elements of theatre. They are most important in those types of theatre dance, whether dramatic or abstract, in which dancers perform before non-participating spectators. Therefore, most discussion of the use of visual elements in dance centres on theatre dance. Such visual elements as costume and makeup do play a role in participatory social and ritual dances. However, in most war and hunting dances, the participants not only imitate the movements of warriors or prey but also use weapons, masks, makeup, and animal skins to heighten the realism of the dance. The wearing of animal skins is a common means in many such dances to magically acquire the animal strength or agility, hence the eagle feathers worn in the headdresses of many North American Indians or the deer skin shoes traditionally worn by the Scots. In other ritual dances, the dancer's clothes may well possess magical or religious significance. The Sufi dancer begins his ritual by divesting himself of a black cloak that is symbolic of the tomb. Body painting in symbolic colors is characteristic of many tribal dances as a means of keeping away evil spirits, while the embroidery on a number of European national costumes is often a relic from the days when it functioned as a magic charm. Most important of all, the wearing of special clothes in ritual dances as in rituals not involving dance is a way of signaling and preserving the scared quality of the occasion and removing it from ordinary life. In festive dances, too, clothes and ornamentation play an important role in embellishing the movement and heightening the atmosphere of pomp or excitement. Social dances frequently have special clothes associated with them, such as the evening suits and voluminous sequined dresses of ballroom dancing or the tight black clothes of rock and roll. Such clothes are not only the fashion of the era but also the uniform that identifies the dancer more strongly with the dance and the other dancers. Like music, clothes can help dancers surrender their everyday shelves to the dance. In theatre dances, everywhere the use of visual effects is crucial to the power of dance. In the Indian Kathakali, face makeup is central to the portrayal of character. Differently colored beards are used to represent good or bad characters, while the color of the makeup is even more revealing. A green and red painted face represents an evil and ferocious character. A green and white face is for heroes and noblemen. A pinkish yellow face is for women, characters and sages, and black and red makeup is used for female demons. The Bharatnatyam dancer relies more purely on the mudras 
for character portrayal but makeup and costume are still highly important the graceful sinuous lines of the dancers movements are emphasized by the bare torso and flowing skirt or trousers while the intricate detail of the mudras is reflected in the rich jewels flowers and decoration of the costume costume and stage sets in western theater dance masks have also been used as a means of characterization in many dance forms from ancient egypt to the early european court ballet one reason early ballet dancers were limited in their dance technique was that the masks they wore to represent different characters were so elaborate and their wings and clothes so heavy that it was scarcely possible to jump or to move across the floor with any speed or lightness the early ballets not only had elaborate costumes but also were performed in spectacular settings the mountain ballet performed in the early 17th century had five enormous mountains as its stage scenery in the middle of which was a field of glory it was even known for ballets to be staged outdoors with mock sea battles staged on artificial lakes drama throughout history there has been a rough division between dramatic dance which expresses or imitates emotion character and narrative action and purely formal dance which stresses the lines and patterns of movement itself the type and function of dramatic dance vary considerably including full length theatrical works in which dance is used to tell a story and present specific characters hunting dances in which the dancer's movements imitate those of a particular animal and courtship dances which may contain only a few pantomimic gestures such as a lift or curtsy or a mock kiss to convey meaning because dance movements are often closely related to everyday forms of physical expression there is an expressive quality inherent in nearly all dancing this quality is used extensively in dramatic dance to communicate action or emotion for example the aggression stamping movements the exhilaration communicated by jumping and the dragging motions of despair so here we come to an end of today's episode hope you find it interesting thank you for joining with us on dancing with riya show with your host riya so till then stay tuned for the next episode